0: Today's episode of the Gold Cast is sponsored by ACLs for Sale. Do you have an ACL that's for sale? Because we have a quarterback who needs one. So if you have an ACL for sale, let us know in the comments and we'll be happy to get that deal going at ACLs for Sale. There's a young man by the name of Jimothy Garoppolo that needs your help. And so does this whole 49ers team. Now, Raymond, before we get started, why don't you let them know where they can find the GoldCast? For the
1: time being, you can find us on the GoldCast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Facebook.com slash the GoldCast. You can also follow us on Twitter at the GoldCast underscore. However, we have been talking about uh, the, ex- the external platforms that GoldCast is on, and we think that logistically it makes a little bit more sense to consolidate some of those and since youtube and all of the audio platforms seem to be the most obviously the most conducive to the podcast since we're a podcast show we're not a news report team we don't talk about articles i mean we used to share them in the past but even that that has kind of dwindled in terms of the the access that we have to posting stuff and talking about stuff we kind of just save it for the gold cast nowadays the best sources will have and have always been in our opinion the youtube itunes and stitcher are the best platforms to find us on and you can subscribe to those obviously and get notifications uh, when we go live and there's and in youtube's case you obviously have a comment feature where you can actually give your feedback on the podcast what we talked about the topics etc And we, of course, always try to do our best to answer all the questions or comments and try to engage in conversation. So, you know, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be dialing all those back with the exception of YouTube, iTunes and Stitcher, where you can like, subscribe and comment.
0: Boom, 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 boom. All right, here we go. So it was a tough, tough Sunday. We're going to get into it. Um, There's lots to discuss. Uh, I have a lot of questions for Raymond. I wanted to share kind of what I'm seeing, and uh, it's just interesting. We'll talk about it more after the intro, but it's just interesting that, uh, you know, it seems like every time one hole is plugged, water comes shooting out of another side of the barrel. We're going to get into it. We're going to explain what that means. But first, as always, of course, the Goldcast intro. Let's get busy. San Francisco, are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. We are. Boom! Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III, and with me is my brother, my co-host.
1: Raymond Salisa I, baby.
0: Boom. Yeah, buddy. Woo! Was that an ass whooping or what?
1: This one was a really tough one to swallow.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. But
1: for some reason, I just kept watching, just hoping that things would come together and they would be the competitive team that we've known them to be for the last two years under the, you know, yes, year, year and a half under the Shanahan Lynch regime. So, But um, that never came to fruition, and of course that happened last year too. It almost looked like it was going to happen against Kansas City, but we were able to come within one possession. But it never really came together, this game. So I think this is just kind of, this is the difference between where an elite team is and how far we are. The, this is kind of a, almost a reflection of, you know, or, or a, I guess a, a dividing line between this is what the elite teams can do, and this is kind of where you guys are at, and this is the, the gap that you need to fulfill in terms of, you know, getting depth, getting healthy, finding players that can actually break out, break the mold, and start to make a, you know, a consistent game in, game out impact. And, you know, I think some of it's players and I think some of it's coaching. But uh, either way, it was a really tough loss to swallow.
0: Yeah, you know, if you remember correctly, going out of last week, right, the big conversation everybody was having – was about Robert Sala and the defensive coordinating of this team. And there were a lot of question marks around it. Even though, having said that, there's a lot of different areas. There's a lot of different mistakes that happened in the fourth quarter, in the first quarter of last week's game that really could have really contributed to that overall loss. It was about five mistakes accumulated together that really, I think, kind of did us in. And so... It really, it, this, this whole scenario this week was all about the defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. And I thought Robert Saul drew up a good game plan. I thought they really attacked Gurley and really made him, did not allow him to be the threat he usually is. They they did a wonderful job of stuffing him, wonderful job, job of keeping him under control. And then what happens is the O-line completely falls apart, which they also did, Late in that game last week as well, allowing seven sacks and then we have which also helps lead to two fumbles and then we have two interceptions from CJ. Bethard. and now this week, the offense fails us, you know and like I said before the intro, it feels like sometimes it feels like right now this team is like a it's, it's like a it's like a, a barrel full of water, and there's holes in the barrel. And you plug one hole and then boom, water comes flying out the other hole. And it just keeps going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And uh last week it was Robert Sala. This week it's the offensive line. And once again, the big eye to CJ Bethard. And again, like Henry, kind of going on what you're saying, this is exactly the difference, right? This is the difference. This is elite teams with depth and a solid system are able to weather these storms. The 49ers do not have a solid system, at least on defense. They have a pretty solid system on offense. They just don't have the talent to always to pull it off. And so what you have here is a a team that just, I think, is wildly inconsistent. And it varies, you know, week to week. And the, the injuries continue to mount. And the players, it just, it, again, like I said, it just seems like every time we have one hole plugged, another One opens and water comes flying out. And it's just a little frustrating. And it's tough to see because, obviously, we love the 49ers. You love the 49ers. And this is now the third year in a row we've had to go through a brutal, brutal season. I still think there's a lot more prowess to this team than to previous regimes. I will take the Kyle Shanahan team. Over Chip Kelly's team, over Jim Tom I'll take I'll take this way more than either of those. But it's it is tough to see. It is a uh, it is quite the pill to swallow, Raymond. It Feels the size of my fist that damn pill. But uh, I want to talk about this. What did you think? So you know, last week, you know, again, like I said, going into this past Sunday, the week. Six conversation was all oh, the defensive coordinator Robert Sala, Robert Sala, and now this week I think we're going to hear it all about the offensive line and CJ Bethard. But what do you think about what do you think about that the this idea that just, I, just, they're just they're just inconsistent all the way around and really not able to cohesively pull pull this off as a unit. To me, I think.
1: The, word, the key word there is cohesive, and the team is not cohesive. One week it's this side of the football, another week it's that side of the football. Although I would say major- this season, majority of the time, I feel like the offense has been carrying the defense, which is what I thought was going to be this year's um, deal, even uh, even after Garoppolo went down. However, this, this game in particular, defense finally kind of came together and put together a solid effort. You know, the opening drive from the Rams was three and out. The next play, they just yielded a field goal, or the next series. The third series was another four plays, and then they were done. Um, you know, the, the fourth series after that was, was a touchdown because the Rams just got momentum from us giving up the play, giving up the fumble in one play on our, um, on our third drive. You know, and then the first drive was six plays. It got stopped. The next drive was seven plays, resulted in a pump. You know, or the, I'm sorry, the first series was six plays, fumble. The next series was seven plays and a punt. The third series was one play and a fumble. So, and then the ser- the next series after that was three plays and a safety. So, every single time the offense got the ball, they found a way with the exception of the lone series punt, found a way to give the ball right back to the Rams. And when you do that, you put your defense on the field and because of the nature of the defense, uh, what the defense is constantly, it's like Every NFL defense, like, almost kind of has to—they're playing on their heels. They're not trying to go forward in any way. They're actually trying to halt—physically the physically trying to halt the progress of the other team. So it's a much more difficult task. It's easy when you're trying to actually gain momentum and just build, build momentum and gain yardage on the field versus another team that has—they're not trying to gain any yardage. All they're trying to do is stop you dead in your tracks. It's, it's, really, it's really tough, especially now with the way the rules are clearly swayed into the favor of the offensive side of the football but when you put the defense on the field constantly 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 and they're not getting a break they're not getting a break then eventually they're going to break and that's what happened you know the second series the Rams got a field goal uh two series later they get a touchdown we held Todd Gurley to only you know 60 63 yards on the ground something like that which is really good for him he still got two touchdowns out of the game he did great, you know, in terms of fantasy points, at least for my team. But, you know, Malcolm Brown also got 64 yards, so they still amassed 120. <laughs> they still amassed 120 yards, you know, collectively. We also amassed over 100 yards collectively too. But it just was a very much less less effective 100 yards rushing on the ground from our side versus their side. But overall, we're still like a top 10 rushing defense. We're just a bottom of the barrel passing defense. We had six tackles for a loss this game, which was excellent. I thought that was really good. I was really happy to see that. Um, not a whole lot in the passing game. You know, Agent Colbert went down. He's now in IR. They, him and Akella Witherspoon. No picks again, of course. We don't get interception. We lead the league in turnovers, meaning we give up the ball to the opposing teammates more than any other team in the NFL. And conversely, we take away the ball the least of any team in the NFL. So we're on the two, we have the two worst categories you can possibly have on the spectrum of, you know, a very vital NFL statistical, you know, measure where we give up the ball the most and we don't take away and we take the ball away the least. So that's how bad things are right now. And it sucks. It sucks as a fan, you know, the, I'm trying to take away some positives here. Ticks six tackles for a loss. as a defense. They, they stopped the Rams three out of the four first series Uh, only yielding a a field goal, which was great to see, but the offense kept, wouldn't, wouldn't do them any favors uh, whatsoever, you know, aside from that last drive before the halftime. But at that point it was 22-7. There was no turning back, even if we had shut the Rams out the remainder of the game. So that was really frustrating to see. And, you know, I don't, You know, every week someone goes down. So I don't get what's going on with the strength and conditioning, if that's really an issue, or if it just happens to be just a weird, anomalous year, you know, back to back year with this team where they just have to deal with injury after injury after injury, or if they just, you know, happen to select players that just really can't keep it together. You know, I know John Lynch was injured his first three years of the season, and then he became a 10-time Pro Bowler. So maybe some of these guys have to go through those growing pains of acclimating to the physical wear and tear of an NFL season before they really kind of put their strength and conditioning regimes together, much like – it's it's a reflection of the team. You know, the team's not quite there, and they're very inconsistent. And, you know, offensively, I – you know, George Kittle was amazing, five receptions, 98 yards, one touchdown. He's – I mean, if he keeps up with this pace, he's, he's among the top – three best tight ends in the nfl as a second year tight end so he's on his way to perhaps potentially getting a um, Pro Bowl nod if he keeps up uh, with uh, his production so that's great Marquis Goodwin after having two touchdowns 126 yards last week was a virtual no-show today he had two catches for 24 yards Raheem Mostert caught four catches for 19 yards and very ineffective Kyle Juszczyk somebody I'd like to see get a little bit more involved only had two catches 18 yards three targets Trent Taylor continues to be a non-factor after You know, really showing some promise last year, especially when Jimmy Garoppolo took over. One catch, six yards, three targets. Pierre Garcon, one catch, five targets. He has yet to live up to the contract we paid him. You know, I think everyone was hoping that he would be the second coming of Anquan Bolden, but he has yet to do that, and he missed almost all of last year. Garrett Selleck is uh, very much on a decline this season. He seems to be getting seems to get more penalties than catches this year. So I don't don't quite understand what's going on there, but that's disappointing. Kendrick Bourne can't you know find himself uh, an open target. So offensively, it was just super sluggish, very ineffective. Obviously, a much more better defense than what we saw in Green Bay, despite them tightening things up in the fourth quarter of that game. But overall, I mean, I'm kind of I'd like to kind of stop ranting a little bit, but um, that's what I'm seeing.
0: It is a rough road. Obviously, our secondary is brutal. Our offensive line really let us down. And overall, you know, the offensive line had done really well. But obviously, Wade Phillips, really he really wrote up a good game plan and was able to truly expose the 49ers offense in a way that no team has really had done this year. I mean, we'd given up more sacks. Excuse me, more sacks than I had appreciated. But this week was just... I mean, Wade Phillips exposed us bad. It was bad. And um, that was tough to see. This is also the first game, Ray, I saw where I felt like I watched the Niners give up. Sat with a bunch of buddies. We're all sitting down to watch the game. Everyone's excited. You know, we're hanging out, going. We got Red Zone on one TV. We got the Niners Rams on the other. And we're pumped and... Everyone, someone at the in the group, as we're all sitting, eating barbecue. someone in the group goes, hey, you know, the thing I like about your 49ers, he wasn't even a Niners fan, I don't know what team they got rooted for, because the thing I like about your Niners is that they never quit. You know, these guys are in the hunt, they're in the fight. So many of these games, you guys are like right there, you guys lose in like the final moments, you guys lose by so few points, and I was like, yeah, you know, Kyle Shannon's lost seven games by like three points or less. Like it's the it's the smallest, large, smallest margin of loss and most games all put together under one coach. It's a really weird stat to be the owner of, but he is. And you're right, we're always in it. And uh, unfortunately, this past Sunday, we're recording this on Monday, October 22nd, uh, but last night, was the first night I genuinely felt like I watched the Niners give up. Like they just, I mean, I think they just got so overwhelmed by about the middle third and the third going into the fourth. It felt like to me that I saw the team give up. And that really, that bummed me out. That was really hard to see. Like to actually see the 49ers look morally defeated on the field and just really frustrated. And that just, that broke my heart. That really bugged me. Did you see that? Yeah, they
1: did look, they looked morally defeated this time around versus before they always, you know, and I think it's because they always feel like they're in it, but this game just seemed to like, you know, it's just like how many, how many, you know, for, think about it from their perspective. It's like, damn, we're here's another game where we just can't seem to get it together. We can't seem to get the chips and the dominoes to fall in our favor. We just continue to shoot ourselves in the own foot. When when is the discipline gonna really sink in? When's Bethard gonna protect the ball? When are players not gonna fumble the football? When when is the defense gonna start sacking the quarterback? So, you know, but it just didn't seem to happen and everyone just seemed morally defeated. In the post game interviews, you could still get a sense of that, but everyone kept going through the verbal motions of just like we gotta keep working at it. But you you could see everybody giving that big sigh of 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 just defeat, like god damn, going through this crap Again, second year in a row, you know, going through the same. Now we're one and six. You you lose three more, you are right back where you started, you know. So, and next week they have actually a genuine opportunity to bounce back. In fact, the next two weeks they have a genuine opportunity to really get back into into some some better spirits in terms of the schedule, you know. And we'll talk a little bit more about that towards the end of the podcast. But but yeah,
0: I would say the next the next four weeks we've got we're at we're we're in Arizona then we're home for the Raiders then we're home for New York and then we're in Tampa Bay all four of those teams are more than beatable but for this team more than beatable we can win we can win the next four in a row and at least end the season with some goddamn dignity you know but uh but uh I let's let's just hope they do. Raiders are garbage. New York is garbage. Tampa Bay is, they're whatever. And Arizona's garbage. Like, uh, uh, we've got, what's coming up is, the next four weeks is, four weeks of the garbage bowl. Let's just hope, let's just hope we can come out on top on our first of four of the garbage bowls. These are the garbage bowls. That's what I'm going to call these. So, next week is our first garbage bowl. And then, We've got to. Then we go to. We go. We have Oakland at home, New York at home. Then we go to Tampa, and let's just clean up on this garbage bowl. At least get us back to five wins. Get us at five. And then we've got Seattle, Denver, Seattle, Chicago, and then LA again. Man, they were. You know, this schedule was built for Jimmy G, and it's so obvious. And uh, it's just not going to happen. Not going to happen. Um, This is way too early, but I want to pose a couple questions since, since this is kind of uh, where we're at right now, right? This is where we're at. I want to talk way too early about next year's draft. I want to talk about it. Let's just talk about it for a second. A um, couple things. Because I mean, we have to start looking at this stuff. This is where we're at. Uh, we might be looking at a top five draft pick again this year. This year, we'll see. We'll see what happens when we get through the garbage bowls of the next four weeks. Um, we'll see if we can if we can if we can take care of business through the garbage bowls. Then maybe maybe we got a shot. But Raymond, I'm going to tell you what I think is most important. What are the things I think? What are the positions? We need to draft. And then I want to hear what you think. And then I want to hear what positions you think we need to draft. All right? You ready for this? Oh, my God. We're already having draft discussions. <laughs> That's just where it's at. All right. Here we go. Here's what I think. Uh, O-line. Again, more protection. Another pass rusher. a Cornerback. And... A quarterback, a quarterback. What do you think when I say that? And what would be the what? Are, what do you think are the most important positions of need right now? Say that order one more time. Sure. O line, pass rusher, corner, and a quarterback. I would
1: say corner, corner, pass rush. O line, wide receiver, in that order.
0: That's what I would say. But no quarterback, huh? No. You don't think we need a we no. don't You don't think we need a quarterback? You don't think we need insurance? No. Wow. Wow. I I I think we need insurance. I think we need to step up above C.J. Beathard, and this is now the Beathard's still Beathard's young enough.
1: Bethard's young enough and you just pick up a young agent. That's what I would do.
0: But the problem is, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that he I, 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 I just don't, I just think he's a backup quarterback at best. I think what you would try you try to do is draft a starter, draft a, a starter um, someone that can compete for the job and uh, just in case if Jimmy Garoppolo goes down again, then we've got we got somebody here just in case cuz cuz this is now the second the last 2 of 3 years he has not been able to fulfill his starting position role 2 3 years ago he had to start for for Tom Brady he only made it through several games got hurt he wasn't it wasn't a season ending injury but it was long enough that he was unable to fulfill his job of of starting for full four full games then last year only had to play five, did fine. Then this year, ACL tear. Two of the last three years, he has been unable to fulfill the role he was expected to fill. And I think you need to have a little bit of insurance. I don't think, I think not investing in somebody that could potentially. Be better, a better upside of than CJ Beathard in the event that Jimmy G goes down again next year. I think that would be foolish.
1: CJ Beathard's obviously still developing, um, but um, if you know, if you if they were to get a quarterback, I would it probably be something similar to when we drafted Beathard, third, fourth round, something like that. You wouldn't spend a high draft pick on that.
0: I'm fine with not spending a high draft pick. I just think it's a area that we can't ignore we can't we can't we can't ignore uh can't ignore this so I just think it's something that we should do uh, I don't know if it's something we will do I just think it's something we should do I mean maybe I don't know I just don't know if quarterbacks
1: you know should be worth their time right now I, I think it I would even prefer that if they got a quarterback he'd be later round, like fifth sixth, or something you know they got Nick Mullins You know, I'm, I'm okay with him working his way up. You know, he looks pretty decent against lower tier players. You know, he's someone that could scale up, but uh, you know, for the Cardinals for the next game, this is a game we can win. This is a team that's one in six, just like us. They just fired their offensive uh, coordinator, Mike McCoy, and they promoted Byron Leftwich. Yes. The former quarterback Byron Leftwich, and he has no play calling experience. So He can either be worse than Mike McCoy or just as bad as Mike McCoy, which gives us a decisive edge over this week's contest, despite the fact that we lost against them in the first meeting, which we clearly should have won that game, but for some reason just threw a dud out in that game too in terms of turnovers. That was another one.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. This is the first round. Of the Garbage Bowls. So, Raymond, round one, right here, what do you think the Vegas line is? If you were a betting man, what do you think the Vegas line is for the first of week one of our Garbage Bowls?
1: This one, most likely, is going to be decided by three points or less, considering what these teams are incapable of doing.
0: So, it's funny you say that. You're close, this one Vegas is listed as a pick'em, so this one is listed as a pick'em, which basically means that Vegas doesn't know what the hell to do with this line. Vegas doesn't have it's <laughs> You're like pick'em. Who do you think is going to win? That's how garbage, garbage. the show, this uh, this game is. This is a true, true garbage bowl. The very first of the garbage bowls it was coming up this week at Arizona. So Ray. Who do you think wins? You got to pick them now. So it's a pick them. So give me your bet.
1: This one, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Niners by seven.
0: Thank God. Give us the win. Just give it to us. Just give it to us football gods. Give us the damn win. All right. Okay. Okay. I like it. I'm Niners by seven. I will take it. I think we're going to win every week. Uh, you know, I do, I do, I, I always, I always go in with the hope that we're gonna win. This is what I do, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this, I'm gonna give this little advice to the fans, advice to the fellow faithful. All right, what you do as a fan during these losing times, what you do as a fan is you remind yourself on Sunday morning that it's any given Sunday. You remind yourself that doesn't matter what happened last week. This week is a brand new week. This week, anything is possible because any team can beat any other team on any given Sunday. So what I do is I wash away last week and I wake up at 9 a.m. on Sunday and I get up and I get excited and I get ready to watch some American football with the goddamn San Francisco 49ers. That's what I do. And I suggest that's what you do. Wash away last week, have a short-term memory, and get into it and get prepared for the new week coming up. That's what I do. Ray, what do you do? For me, I've
1: kind of adopted the 49ers philosophy, which I think they've gotten from Richard Sherman. At least that's the impression I got from post-game interviews is you have 24 hours. You have 24 hours, and then you watch this game, and then you move on to the next one. That's kind of how I saw it. I saw them kind of doing the same thing in the post-game interview. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do the same thing because I don't feel like sitting here and dwelling them. I know we have you know, a cousin who we love dearly that likes to dwell on things a little bit and you know, has a weird way of – of expressing his frustration with the team. But I'm kind of going a different direction. I just kind of want to kind of almost mirror what the team does. And this kind of sounds silly, but not too silly if you're a Fanatical fan, like a lot of us are. But that's kind of just adopt the team philosophy. I'm just going to – I got 20 – I had 24 hours to get over it. Now I'm over it. It's 8.31. This The game ended, you know, several hours ago in, in terms of a 24-hour span. So now my time to gripe about it is over. At least, you know, obviously we're going to get through the gripes for the podcast. But as far as, you know, dwelling on it, I'm kind of ready to go to the Cardinals. The Cardinals are, are down. They're, they're a horse that's down right now. We have a chance to go into Arizona and kick them. And that's what I'm hoping the Niners do because we sorely need a win to really I don't this team does not need to mirror the same stretch of the first ten games as last season. I really think that the next four games they have a chance to come out. Obviously best case scenario winning all four, but you know, next case at least three out of four. You know, I'd say Buccaneers are probably the lone team out of that group that might be able to put a stinger on us because they're three and three. So you never know what you're going to get out of them. But they do have an offense that can put points on the board when they put it together. So we'll just have to see how things pan out. But other than that, we have a chance to win three straight games at the very, you know, at the best right now. And I hope that the Niners do that. And it starts with Arizona this Sunday. And I think that we got a legitimate shot at doing that.
0: We sure do. So begins. Our quest for four, four garbage bowl wins—not three, Ray. Four at Arizona, home for Oakland at New York, our home for New York, at Tampa Bay—all games more than winnable for this 49er team. The garbage bowls—the garbage bowls—begin this coming Sunday. So, what say you, 49er faithful, Gold Cast Nation? It does. It does absolutely. The What's Giants
1: a, are
0: 1-6-2. They are? Uh-huh. They just
1: lost tonight against, the, uh, against the, uh, the Falcons.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what say you, Gold Cast Nation? What do you think? Do you, do you agree with uh, our controversial conversation at the very end here? Do the 49ers need to draft a quarterback next year? as an insurance just in case we end up in this scenario again how do you feel about the four garbage bowls coming up do you do you believe we can take all four I think we do I think we could be we could have five wins by the end of the garbage bowls in the next four four weeks so I want to hear your thoughts on that let us know what you think about the next up four coming games and of course should we draft a quarterback as insurance for next year what say you so concludes another edition of the Gold Cast. Oh, Ray, wait, before we go, why don't you let them know? Where can they find you? You can find me
1: at Twitter, uh, at Ray Solis. You can also find me on Instagram, at Ray Solis1.
0: Boom. You can find me on Instagram, at Rudy Solis3. On Twitter, at Rudy Solis3. R-D. So concludes another edition of the GoldCast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III. And with me is my brother, my co-host. Randy the First, baby. Boom. We'll see you next time. Same GoldCast time, same GoldCast channel. This is, this is the GoldCast.